Welcome to In the Know. We have a very special guest. His name is Alan Cubis. You may have heard his music. Um, recently did a music video with Lil Wayne. He has a song with him as well. He was here to perform at Louisiana Fest. Um, Alan, man, what's up with you? Thanks for joining the show. Um, Appreciate you having me, man. Dude, what's what's it what's it been like these last few weeks? I know you were supposed to be here for for Louisiana Fest, and and uh, that stuff got canceled. But man, um, what's it been? What you been up to, man? Nah, it's been working, man. Continuously working, trying to get better. Um, excited to be to be a part of Young Money. You know, I just got signed. Probably it's been less than a year, a couple months. Just been working. Um, continuously in the studio. Definitely was looking forward to Louisiana Fest, but um, everything happens for a reason. You know, got rescheduled for October 29th, so we're gonna be late for Halloween weekend. And, you know what I'm saying? It's just blessed, grateful for everything. And working Absolutely. Out. Halloween weekend is going to go crazy. So you're 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 local. You're from New Orleans, yeah? Yeah, born and raised in New Orleans. Um, Louisiana my whole life, besides like four or five years, I lived in Honduras in Central America. Okay. Okay. Respect. Yeah. Where did where, you go to school here? Uh, all kinds of places. I went to elementary at Fitz Howard Elementary, um, middle school in Camden and St. Rose. High school, went to Desheran for a little bit. And after that, I went to Delgado. I mean, I've been all around Louisiana. Man. All right. So what's it what's it like, you know, being a local local dude and getting signed to Young Money and then having the opportunity to work with Wayne? Oh, it's a, it's a dream come true. Like, especially being, like, from my era, everybody knows what Little Wayne means to the, um, not, not just to the city, but just to the music in general. Like, he was so inspirational. He influenced the culture in ways I don't think any rapper has. You just think of from dressing and everything, being from New Orleans, growing up in the era with Carter One, Carter Two, it was just such pride that that we felt that he was from Louisiana, that he brought to us. You know what I'm saying? So like, he's my childhood idol. You know, when I had this dream of rapping, just listening to Lil Wayne, like this dude's ridiculous. To be signing him is a it's a dream come true. You know, and I was grinding for years, probably nine or ten years, and I think that the Lord blessed me with the opportunity to get signed to my favorite artist, to Young Money. We know what Young Money's done in the game, and now I'm just focused on trying to take the next step. You know, I'm grateful to be in the position I am, but in the least bit um, conformed or, you know, just, just content. I want to keep working and be one of the greats one day and, you know, add to the legacy of Young Money and all the things that Lil Wayne's done, you know. For sure. And I want to I want to talk about your music, but since you mentioned the Carters, uh, I have to ask you, if you had to put the, for each Carter album in order, I'll put you, I'm putting you on the spot. What's your ranking? Man. Oh, man. Look, I personally, a lot of people going to say Carter 2, which I agree. You can't go wrong with these, but I think the Carter 1 is my favorite. Carter 2 being my second favorite, but those two are equally, like, they right there. Carter 3 probably was the one that gave him the most success, you know, um, commercially. You know, he won his Grammy. I'll probably have Carter 3 behind there. Um, man, the Carter 4 and Carter 5 are hard, too, man. I, but I think I might put the Carter 5 before the 4 and then put 4 as the fifth one. You know, I think that's there's there's another guy we have on the show. His name is Lido. I think that may have been his exact ranking. He definitely had Carter one at the top, and uh, Carter, Carter two is great. And like you came, but I I remember hearing Carter one, and that was just the start of the whole Carter series. And what that meant, you you started as a Wayne fan. You started hearing the transition when he was making the mixtapes with Squad, where his wordplay was just getting crazier. You could just hear the development. Then when the Carter came, I was like, man, am I tripping? This dude really is. He's arrived. Like. He's one of the best rappers in the whole industry. Then he came Carter Two and just best rapper alive and started stating that thing. But in the Carter One is when I when I noticed it. I remember being a kid listening, like, 
this is something different. This is on another level. The wordplay, the punchlines, the metaphors, the different flow patterns, the way he was so innovative, you know, melodic at the same time spitting bars. It was just, it was crazy, man. Lil Wayne, you know, let's just call it what it is. I'm not just being biased because I'm signing him. I, I say it all the time. Like, who has really influenced it more from a standpoint of longevity, you know, uh, like I said, dressing, uh, a lot of things. Then bringing Drake and Nicki Minaj along, too, you know, who have inspired the culture as well. Those are products of Lil Wayne, you know. Absolutely. I mean, it's, it's been unbelievable to sort of watch him throughout his career and, and see yeah. how he's ended up to where he's at. Uh, but the way you talk, it seems like you you study uh, the game a lot, too. So is that, do you think that's fair? Like, do you feel like you say you've been grinding, you work on your own music. How much are you listening to other artists, their past works and and, you know, even current stuff in terms of like what you're trying to incorporate? And how a lot, you're all to the time, stuff? man. I'm a student of the game. Like, I'm always trying to learn be inspired. You know, I, I'm, I know that some people take the approach of they're really locked into their own things. And I do that when I get in my zones, I'm locked into my craft, but I'm a huge fan of other people's craft as well. And um, if somebody's doing something great, I want to learn from what they're doing and maybe implementing that to what I'm doing and put my style on it as well. You know, and that's just, that's just innovation and just trying to learn. So I'm always listening to, to other people trying to get better. You know, I remember when I was just young, like always listening to different rappers and stuff like that. And Wayne would be the rapper I would listen to and just be like, how? How's he doing this? Like, it's, and I still am to that to that point now. Like, when I'm in the studio with him, every time I'm working, I'm just amazed because you. What, one thing that you learn quick when you're around him is it's not coincidence. You know, he is what he preaches, and this man has every accolade, all the money, everything you can imagine. But he's still outworking every single human being. I don't know if there's a person in their respective field that works as hard as he does. And I put that into whatever field you want to name. This man works continuously, constantly. He's eat breathes and sleeps this this music stuff you know and that, that's why he was so successful you know, he's been doing it since he was a kid he's still doing it now you know um new album gonna come out it's gonna be crazy yeah man success is is not an accident that's that's for sure um so outside of wayne who who are you listening to a lot these days who, a couple artists or whatnot for the last couple of years i've been big on burner boy african okay. artist has been blowing up i'm a huge fan huge fan of burner boy um Listen to a lot of R&B. I, mean, I like a lot of the female R&B that been coming out with Scissor. Um, I like that whole wave with Summer Walker. Um, I feel like they're real vulnerable with their feelings, the way their compositions are. I'm really inspired by that. Um, Drake, of course, you know, always listen to Drake. You know, that could be a cliche answer, but come on, man. Drake's one of the goats, you know. Of course. Yeah, so definitely that. But um, Burner Boy, um, in Spanish, I like a lot of Latin artists as well. I listen to Bad Bunny, Arcangel, um, Cultura Profetica, which is like a reggae Spanish group. I'm just always listening to like a, a lot of different types of things. Like if, if rappers are dropping something new, I'll give it a listen. You know, I'm definitely always listening to music. Obviously, in, in a lot of your uh, songs that you're, you're speaking both Spanish and English, do you take a lot of influence from from some of the Latin rappers? And are there no, like no, other international? No doubt about it. Yeah, no, no doubt yeah. about it. I take a huge. Um, I've been more influenced by the American side, but in the beginning, especially in my early stages of doing music, definitely by a lot of Latin artists, you know what I'm saying? And um, I try to um, incorporate both of my cultures into my music, being a second-generation Hispanic raised in New Orleans, but at the same time I lived on that side. I feel it's important to 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 put that in my music, and I feel that 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 can help me bridge the gap in ways no one really has, you know? Um, I feel just due to my upbringing and being growing up in this diverse background, um, I just try to put that in my music. For sure. And what what made you want to get into music in the first place? Like, where, when did you know, like, hey, this is what I want to do? I always had a love for it since I was an early age. And when I was in high school, I used to battle rap, actually. I used to love putting words together. I felt it was fire that you could, like, 
express yourself through words and through art. I was big into battle rap and spoken word and things like that, but not in the way where I looked at it as like being a career. Like my first dream and passion was actually like basketball. I played basketball all through middle school, like all-star. But then as much as I loved it, I came to the realization, like just going to different camps, I was like, damn, like, might not, I, don't, I might not get to this NBA or not like that. I noticed dudes were certain dudes are better than me. I didn't really have a height. I'm not sure. I'm like six feet, six and one, but you know, in basketball terms, that's super small. You know what I'm saying? They got a lot of big guards. But um, I started taking music serious around 18, 19. And then around 2021, I started really recording songs and trying to see where it could take me. I just always thought it was awesome that if I was feeling down, I was feeling happy, I could put these and, you know, could write it down your feelings and make a song about it. I just thought that was cool, you know. Whether I made money or not, that's always been something that I can lean on. In moments when I'm going through the most things, music's always been something that I can express myself. It brings me happiness. So like I always say, tell people, whether I made a million dollars or zero dollars, music will be something that I always do. It's a passion of mine. It's something that I enjoy doing. I do it for the love. Like society obligates you, you got to make money. So if I can make money off doing what I love, you know, that would be, be great. And that's where we're at right now. Just trying to work that's, better. That's awesome, man. Yeah, I mean, not, not everyone gets to do what they're passionate about, you know, oftentimes, yeah. you know, we got to work other jobs to make the, the passion. But you can do it though. That's what I tell everybody. Like, it ain't a, you got along the journey. You, there's going to be things that you have to do that maybe not be what you want to do, but it can get you to the point of doing what you want to do. It's like, um, I had all kinds of other jobs while I was supporting my music career. You know, you just got to have that mental fortitude that, you know, and be like, I'm going to keep pushing through this. You know what I'm saying? And, and grind it. Like it ain't going to be easy, but sure. if you have that goal in mind, it makes it worthwhile. It's like, I'm doing this to get to that. So it keeps you pushing forward. You know, when I was doing all kinds of other stuff, that's what I had in the back of my mind. Like I'm, I'm doing this to get this check, this check, I'm going to invest in this. And this is going to take me there. It may have not always worked the way I wanted to, but in hindsight, it always does though. Cause you just got to live and learn through these experiences. You know, it all makes sense in the end. I hope people taking notes, listening to this stuff, man. Um, bring, bringing the conversation back to basketball. Obviously this is a, a Pelicans oriented uh, podcast growing up in new Orleans. Um, how much New Orleans basketball did you end up watching? And um, yeah, just take me through your experience. You know, like, are you are you a New Orleans fan? Are you got other teams? Real, yeah, I gotta keep this real. I mean, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm, I'm New Orleans to the bone. Born and raised in Louisiana. Um, I can't name too many bigger fans than you when it comes to the Saints. But I have to be honest, I am a Pelican fan, but they're not my first team, and I can explain why. Uh, I'm a diehard um, basketball fan. Like, it's my first passion. I love basketball as much as I love music. I fell in love with Kobe Bryant watching him play when he was still on the bench, when he was the sixth man of the year. I'm talking about the 97, 98 season. He went sixth man of the year. That was my first time as a little kid watching Kobe. There's a game against the Seattle Supersonics, I remember. I idolized Kobe before he was even Kobe Bryant. You know, I was watching him. I went on that whole journey with him. So growing up, New Orleans didn't have a professional basketball team. So when people look at this, I wasn't attached. I was already a basketball fan and a diehard Kobe Bryant Laker fan by the time the Hornets got here. So when the Hornets got here, what really started gravitating me towards the Hornets at one time, but I was still a Laker fan, was they had these tough, hard playoff series against the New Orleans Hornets, and there was this diminutive point guard, Chris Paul, who I started hating this dude. I was like, we can't stop this dude. I would go to the games every time they would play New Orleans, and Chris Paul would just have crazy numbers on them, crazy games. I remember he was doing some crazy things, so that made me just a huge fan of Chris Paul. And when Kobe retired, I became the biggest, I mean, I follow Chris Paul wherever he goes. So it sucks to say, you know, I'm a Chris Paul fan. And that was just the biggest rival. You know, I actually was at the games and in the middle of all these fans, you know, and I, I love New Orleans, you know, and I go for the Pelicans. But I'm primarily going for wherever Chris Paul's at. Other than Kobe Bryant, he's my favorite player. Uh, 
all time. He just had a terrible exit out the playoffs. It was embarrassing. It hurt me deep. But you know, I'm I'm a real one, you know. So I was riding with him and I'm gonna ride to the to the end of the journey. You know, he's a, I think he's going on his eighteenth year or something like that now. So definitely a fan of the Pelicans. I think they have a bright future. They got a great team, great young core. I like they got a lot of versatile lineups they can throw out there. So, but uh, I'm not going to sit there and say, you know, I'm, I'm a Chris Paul fan. So, yeah. That's fair. That's fair. You know, I appreciate you keeping it real. Um, not yeah. not too many people will come up here in the Pelicans podcast and be like, yo, actually, I, I like I like the Lakers before everything because uh, uh, there's a lot of history with uh, with L.A. and, and um, New Orleans, especially like, you know, like Anthony Davis getting traded over there. Chris Paul almost got traded over there. I actually yeah. want to talk to you about that when yeah. it was like brief brief hours where Chris Paul was a Laker and he was playing with Kobe. Yeah, they nixed the trade. Um, and, and the reason was at the time is because, you know, remember the Pelicans didn't have an owner right. at that time. So it was kind of the NBA had to make the decision and they deemed right. that it wasn't a fair trade, which was crazy to me. You know what I'm saying? That was just, and I think that Chris Paul's career could have even been different. Kobe Bryant's career would have been different. People forget that that year that they ended up getting Steve Nash and all these guys and it didn't work out how they thought it. I remember Kobe Bryant, they Dwight were like, Howard. they were probably like eight, nine games out of the last, playoff pitcher and Kobe Bryant goes on this tear overworks his body dominates he's scoring 40 50 and he ends up injuring himself I believe he basically pushed himself to exhaustion they get in that last spot but he can't even play in the playoff game because he turns Achilles had Chris Ball been there I think that whole thing could have potentially worked different but you know if if was you know how that goes so right right if if he went to the Clippers transformed that organization you know um, the Clippers were a laughing stock let's call it what it is I mean everywhere Chris Paul's went he's he's helped those teams reach some of their highest win totals from New Orleans to going to the Clippers, which was a laughing stock to making them a playoff contender every year, 50 win team every year he was there. I just, I mean, the resume speaks for itself. Were you at some of these playoff games uh, with the Suns when, when Chris yeah. Paul was in town? Yeah. 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 I was there. He did when, when those games that happened, are you, are you like, you know, like talking shit with the fans that are around. No, not at all, man. Not at all. I'm more quiet. You know, respect being from New Orleans. It kind of hurts me sometimes, but I just can't fake it in the sense of I am a fan of them. I was going for New Orleans every time when Anthony Davis was here. You know, I think people actually are hard on AD. Like, oh, he played well. And, and people always talk about this lack of playoff success. When you really think about it, um, the only teams that beat AD and the Pelicans in the playoffs were the same team that beat everybody else. And they made, I think they overrate that. Like, the Warriors beat them. Nobody else. When he got matched up against another team, what was it, the third seed Blazers? He swept yep. them, dominated them, and dominated the Warriors. The same team that beat everybody else in the same fashion they beat the Pelicans, they whooped the Cavs as well. Four to one, if not four to nothing. And other than that, you can't name the other team that beat Anthony Davis in a New Orleans Pelican jersey. People tend to forget that, though, but he was putting up astronomical numbers. I think, like, he had 20 and 10 in almost his first eight or 10 playoff games. It was crazy. So. Yeah, it was it was unfortunate how that all ended up. It was ending. definitely unfortunate, definitely. Yeah, but you know they got they got new players now. They got Zion, they got Brandon Ingram, they got CJ McCollum. Uh, do you have a current favorite player on the Pelicans? Yeah, I mean Zion. I mean everybody likes Zion. He's entertaining. I like Bi. You know he was he was on the Lakers from you know. Um, I think the Pelicans have a great team. You know they really got a young core. I like the different lineups they can throw out there. They got real good depth. Um, I'm interested to see how they run the offense, whether it's going to be – because if they if they lack anything, I would say maybe it's a true point guard. I think C.J. McCollum is going to take a lot of that responsibility. He definitely was more of a scoring guy at first, but I think he's at the level – the place in his career where he could take on that role. Maybe they run a lot of point forward through Zion, through Ingram. I think there's a lot of interesting pieces. It's just going to be able to find, find it to be cohesive, you know, with all the talent they got. 
No, for sure. I mean, and I think you're right. They don't they don't have a true point guard. List. There's going to be a sharing of that they responsibility. Don't. Yeah, and that was the one I thought the, the thing I thought they lacked. It's, it's going to have to be a sharing of responsibility. You know, Ingram may play a lot of point forward type of things, which I think they're capable of doing. Or I think, you know, if Zion's who he was last time he was healthy and we've seen him. This is a guy you can run the offense to, you know, and you get the right lineup out there. Or if Herb Jones can be a consistent three-point shooter, you throw Trey Murphy out there. I mean, it can really be problems for a lot of the NBA. And I'm, I'm definitely a Pelicans fan. I'm going for them mostly against every team they play, you know, unless it's Chris Paul. Sure. No, I mean, that's that. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you. What, what I wanted to, to pick your brain on a little bit. So you've, you've been following New Orleans basketball, you know, ever since it's been here. What's yeah. it like now? You feel like the conversation around – this team in the city, it seems like there's a lot of positive energy around it. Uh, it seems like a lot of people are coming out to the games. The playoff environment was was pretty spectacular. Do you I feel like nervous. the tide is changing? I 100% do. I was actually nervous and I was weary, man, because I remember in New Orleans for some reason, despite even the success they had with Anthony Davis, I never felt that same energy I felt when Chris Paul was here. And I was like, man, this is tough because it's not they're not making that connection like the Saints always had. With the city, and then I was like, oh, when AD was there, we when they got rid of AD, I was like, damn, this could be tough. But then Zion comes, but then you're hearing the rumblings of Zion wanting out. So I'm like, man, what's gonna go on? But then David Griffin, Willie Green, these guys done such a great job of getting that team together, and I think the success of the core, it got Zion back invested, and you just feel the energy. It's it's incredible right now. It's electric. You got to look at Jose Alvarado, all the spirit that these guys brought. I think it embodied the. The culture of New Orleans, you know what I'm saying? People really, people really love that. They feel that energy. And I think this team right now has a chance to do something real special and vibe and connect with the city in a way maybe no New Orleans team did. You know, these guys really work hard. They play hard the way they play. You got a guy like Herb Jones who's locking up, you know, saying 94 feet. So I think this 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 team really has a lot of um, they could do a lot of special things. And I do see that that energy. I do see that I think it's gonna be sellouts every night. I think that's what they've been needing, you know a star that can connect with the city and Zion could definitely do that. If Zion comes back and stays healthy, he's gonna be a he's gonna be a handful for the NBA. You added Ingram, I mean it's it's gonna be crazy. They got all the talent in the world, but you know the Western Conference is 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 just deep. It's loaded. So Yeah, every every team, you know, every team's going at it except for maybe Houston and, and OKC. You know, every every team other than trying. that, every team really, yeah. yeah. All those teams like you could look at a team like Sacramento, maybe on the outside looking in, they have a lot of talent. Like every team has talent and you could you can see the Pelicans going to be anywhere from a third seed. It wouldn't surprise me, or they could be in the in the playing game. You, just, you don't know how that's all going to. I think injuries got to going to you know play a big part in it. A lot of different things. I think jail. There's so much talent in the West right now, but the Pelicans definitely. I I believe they're primed for a big, 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 big year. Well, so one of the things the Pelicans did last year to help connect with the city more is they started bringing a lot more. Uh, local artists that perform at the games and in, in, in halftime and whatnot. If they reached out to you, uh, would you would you would you take oh, them up? Yeah, of course. Off time. Okay. Okay. I, I gotta call. I gotta call my people at the Pelicans then. Make yeah, something happen. I'll be honored to do it, bro. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, that's cool. Well, uh, I'm gonna ask you uh, a couple mm-hmm. couple predictions uh, for the season, and then uh, we'll finish it off with a with a couple more just easy right. questions. So. Sticking on the Pelicans, um, you know, you gave them a range of where they could finish. But what's your official prediction? Where, where are you putting them at? I see him being around a sixth or seventh seed. Okay. That's fair. That's fair. You know, and surprising if they were the third seed or something higher, they definitely, no doubt about it, have the talent. I think you'll take a little time to jail. And um, I'm, I'm looking at Golden State. Um, I think the Clippers, if Kawhi and Paul George are healthy, they're going to be a tough team. And I think Phoenix, 
it's going to be there. But then after that, like Memphis, but the, the Pelicans are up there with anybody. You know, I don't think it's going to be too many games that separate a team from like sixth or, or third or something like that. I think it's going to be stacked. I think it'll be tough to come across 50 wins this year. I could be wrong, but I think it's going to be a war. Like every game is tough. Like really, you're not getting no nights off in the West. Denver coming back with Michael Porter Jr. and Murray's coming back. Like the Kings really had a – the Kings got Keegan Murray. I don't think a lot of people are looking how good that dude was. In the He's summer. good. He's, He's really, really, really good. good. You know, it's like a lot of teams have gotten better. You know, they was getting criticized for that um, for that trade, and they got rid of Halliburton, which I think Halliburton was big. But Sabonis has been fitting in actually nice with um, with De'Aaron Fox, that pick and roll thing. So I, I just really think there's a lot of good teams. Yeah. I, mean, I definitely think Pelicans in the playoffs. They'll be a tough out for anybody. They have the talent to beat anybody if it gels together. I mean, and if Zion's who we believe he is, I mean, the sky's the limit, really. Like, the, the, who knows what they could do? They could probably win the chip if they if it all falls together. They got a real good team. Brandon Ingram yeah, showed a lot. He took a huge step last year and showing that I can get I can get a bucket on anybody. Like, there right. were times where I mean, Mikael Bridges was off defense first team. These dudes couldn't do nothing with him. There was no. nothing. I mean, you was hanging 20, 28 and nine on him, and it was know. and it was consistent, you know. And it gets all first first team all D guys. So, like, yeah, the, the sky's the limit. Is this going to be? Can they, can they make it all jail defensively? Hot world lineups they're going to throw out there, but they really have everything, man. They really have everything that they have. Anything I said, it's the true floor general. I think McCullum is going to take a lot of that responsibility and do well with it. We'll see. We'll see. Who who do you have winning the title this year? Oof, man, damn. Man, I would love to say Phoenix because I'm a Chris Paul fan, but I don't I don't think that's it's gonna feel be like bad. if they got KD would have been a wrap. Mm, I do think it would I don't know, man, because who would they have written who would they've all got rid of? I think it would have gave them a great chance. I think look, man, they had they had the perfect team to do it this last year. What they did, they right. bowed out. I don't want to make excuses. I do feel, you know. Uh, I, I definitely heard some wrong. I do think Chris Paul was injured. You know what I'm saying? And, uh, but he always is at that time of year. He gives it. He gives you so much. And then and that's why I don't. Yeah, that's why even if he was, it's still it was still basketball related. I think that the way Alvarado and these guys wore him down, he hung up big numbers. But yeah, was depressing him. You know, and that's kind of been a a playoff thing. Now he put his realize. You know, what, he's going to kill us. But if we can pick him up 94 feet every game, every game, every game, every quarter throughout time, maybe he breaks down. And he just know him. He's 37 years old. He'll be making 38 next year. But um. I think, oh, man, I don't want to see Golden State again. But, they, they, I mean, it's not like they got worse. They're going to be good. Well, no, they, they, they lost Gary Payton, too, so they lost some perimeter defense. They got man. Dante DiVincenzo, though. Yeah, they, man, it, it's tough, man. I, I love the fact the NBA is wide open, though. Like, yeah. there's not a clear-cut contender, you know. Like, I mean, a clear-cut favorite. You know, um, I think the Nets are going to be back. I think they're going to be back. And I think, if anything, them bringing their core back, with all the turmoil that's happened and went down, I believe they're not, they're not going to have such high expectations. And I believe that they like that. I think that they'll play better with mm-hmm. with, uh, with people not expecting much or people not knowing how Ben Simmons is going to come back. And these guys gel together. The Nets, I can see being a big team. Boston's going to be back. Um, but how do you feel about the Bucks? I think the Bucks are a huge contender. I think the Bucks could have won it last year. People are sleeping on the absence of Chris Middleton. I mean, they lost a guy who was their closer, a dude that put up 25-30 in big games, and they still went against the, the Celtics to seven, the team that represented the East in the championship. So it's like, right. The Bucks, the Bucks will be back. It, 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 it's wide open. You know, um, the, the Pelicans are going to be fighting there. Memphis is going to be fighting. Every team really has a good argument. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go with Phoenix. If, if, if DeAndre Aiden can come back and, and take his game to another level, which I believe he could do, I think he's going to come back. He got his money. Um, Mikael Bridges is only going to grow. 
Cam Johnson should get in, fit into a bigger role. Um, Devin Booker should take this to, 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 to take this and um, and want to come back stronger and redeem himself, take his game to another level. So yeah, I mean, I don't really have a clear okay. Thing. Okay, we'll roll with it, Phoenix. We'll put you on the table as, as, as Phoenix. Um, you think you think everything is sorted out with with DeAndre and Monty and, and all that? Now that he's got his money, you think it's going to be all water under the bridge? Yeah, I would, I would, I would hope so. I think that Monty Williams, even though they have, I think Monty Williams, everybody knows league round. Most people say he's a great guy, you know, a man of great conviction. And I think that, you know, he, I think they just got to have a talk. That's a conversation they could have. Monty's not the kind of guy that really truly cares about the individual, you know, the player as a person. So if he was getting hard on him, it was maybe things to make him better. You know, I think once he realizes that, I do think that uh, they have to give him a bigger role. And I think they will now, you know, with Chris Paul getting older, I think DeAndre Ayton needs to be featured more. You know, um, I think he needs to demand the ball more. In that Dallas series, there was no reason Maxi Kleber was holding you to, what, 14? You should have been averaging 20 and, and having 15. You know, you're fully capable of that. He played better against the Pelicans than he did against the, um, right. the Mavericks. So he should – he. Um, I think they could take the step. But it's, it's hard. Maybe it's a little bit of bias in me speaking about them winning the title. I'm not going to say that cap. Like, it's, it's going to be tough, man. <laughs> Like, no, that's, like that's, New Orleans has probably more talent. I, I just Chris Paul is the kind of player that in a regular season he'll have them in order. He'll have them organized to where they have a good seed. I believe you know they're going to win right. a certain amount of games just off of the system. Everybody knows will be playoff time comes, the game slows down, and a lot of uh, it's tough. But I think that's where DeAndre has to go. Cam Johnson, I think he has to make he has to take a big step. They got these guys, and I don't think they're done. I think they're going to make a splash in free agent. Remember, DeAndre Aiden getting signed. Um, it also can make him a bigger trade asset going forward if something goes right. You know, right, they could right. they could turn around. The in January. Not be over. Yeah, exactly. We don't know. It has to wait to January. So. Yeah. No, that's that's fair. That's fair. All right, man. I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you this last question, and we get you we'll get you out of here. Um, your 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 Mount Rushmore, your top five uh, NBA players. Oh, we know we already know we already know who you got you who got who you got at one. Right, I think I do, but whatever. Top five, no, no, no. past cool. past present. Look, Kobe Bryant's my favorite player of all time, but okay. they're recognized real. Just because someone's my favorite, Michael Jordan to me is the best player of all time. Um, okay. I don't think it's really. I don't think there's really nothing that no 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 argument. You know what I'm saying? Six went to six championships, won six titles, not even got to a game seven. I think when people make these lists, a lot of times they they, they tend to forget about the defensive accolades. Michael Jordan as a guard was the defensive player of the. You know what I'm saying? He first team all defense multiple times. You know, so I got Michael Jordan. I think LeBron James should be number LeBron James or Kareem in two or three. Then my four and five, I would put. And I have Kobe, then Magic, but I, I wouldn't be mad at someone having Magic, then Kobe. Magic Johnson himself said he felt Kobe was the best Laker of all time, but he could have been being humble. I, I respect what Magic did, being a pioneer of the game and the things that him and Bird did. But I look at Kobe Bryant, I take Kobe over Bird. I think he was a more skilled offensive player one-on-one. Um, I think he was as good a passer, just maybe not as willing as Bird was, but Kobe Bryant could pass the ball when he wanted. And defensively, I don't think there's no comparison. Kobe Bryant was a an elite defender on ball, you know, in this prime. He has all the defensive accolades as far as being first-team All-NBA a multitude of times. So those, those are my five. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, with everything he accomplished, you can make the argument he's number two or number one. You know, he got six titles, did everything you can imagine. At UCLA, won a title with five with the Lakers, one with the Bucks. So Kareem, you know, um, all-time leading scorer. LeBron's getting ready to eclipse him. LeBron um, – you know, of course, I like Kobe more than LeBron, but his, his resume speaks for himself. The guy is all around great. He can pass the ball, rebound the ball. 
Kobe and, and Magic Johnson. Those are my five. That's that's a that's a really solid five, man. That's a really solid five. I think I had, I think I'd have Wilt in there, um, and probably Wilt Russell. Was for me, man. But that's you know it's tough it's tough to rank like the 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 people who played in a different era and you don't want to dismiss you don't want to respect them because they're the pioneers that make this beautiful game possible right. for us to even watch it. But I look at my thing with Will, I guess is that um as much as he dominated, he he should have won more. <laughs> Bill Russell kind of dominated him when it counted the most, you know. Right. And right. It's not like Will didn't have stacked teams, and then um you don't want to discredit anybody because they made the game. But a lot of times I look at stuff before the merger, you know um. And the, I, I try to I try to judge it more based off when the ABA and the NBA merge, you know, because a lot of the best players might have been in the NBA and the ABA, you know. Right. And a lot of the brothers wasn't playing in the NBA at times right. like that. So these dudes was going against. There was only nine teams in the NBA at one time, you know. A lot of going time. against plumbers and mailmen, man. I, I don't want to. Yeah, you saw. I don't want to say that, but these were the elite athletes. Like, you might have been going against a, a center that was maybe six six, six seven, and of course you're going to dominate. I'm not, I think Will Chamberlain would have been great in any era. Make that clear. Sure. The dude was an athlete. You saw the way he was in a, he was good in track and everything. Do it, dominated. But um, he's definitely he's definitely in the top in the, in the discussion. Like you can't be mad at nobody putting him in there. You know what I'm saying? All right. It's, so that, it's tough. So so I guess I guess one more question. I I just thought of this. You know, there was a lot of discussion recently around like what constitutes a superstar these days. Um, what what's your definition of a superstar and how many how many NBA players do you think meet that criteria Ooh, today? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, but maybe 10, I'd have to count them, but, but, but I think a lot of people get prematurely thrown that term sometimes as being a superstar. You know, I think they're being a little more cautious now, but being a superstar, I think first and foremost, you have to be, you have to be a leader. You got to be box office and more than anything, you have to be willing to single handedly, or you a guy that can bring your team to the playoffs. When you look at when Shaq left and it was just Kobe Bryant by himself. Um, and it, and it bothers me how people try to tend to look at that as like, um, oh, he had these tough years. Not really, man. He had a start lineup of Chris Mim, Kwame Brown, Jordan Farmer at times, Smush Parker. And he was, he was <laughs> taking Parker. He, he was, well, I'm telling you, he was, yeah. um, he, he was taking Phoenix to seven with Steve yeah. Nash and Morris. Like, that's what he was doing, you know? He was having these tough series. So um, a lot of the years when Dwayne Wade was, was injured in Hobbit, he would get the heat to these players. Uh, can, you, can you put the team on your back? It's a lot harder than people think. A lot of these guys, when they don't have help, they end up getting injured. They sit the season out and their team wins 20 games. We saw it with Steph Curry the year of, uh, when they lost in the playing game, you know, when he, right. he had that great season when he was averaging all these points, they didn't make the playoffs, you know, and, um, and, you know, um, so, so superstar, let me see who I think is a superstar, you know. You got, so, so is Dame Lillard a superstar? That, that's exactly what that, I think Dame Lillard is a superstar. I think he is a superstar. He single-handedly, um, I think he showed he's a superstar, man. He, the way he took out the thunder that time, basically single-handed was dropping bombs on him. He has gotten Portland to the conference finals. What bothers me about Dame is um, he, he, he had, they've had their opportunities and they always fall a little bit short. You know, um, that year, I remember that year where they got to the conference finals, they actually got the Warriors with KD being injured, you know, and it was really McCollum and Dame. They got this good team against Stephen Clay and, you know, and they got swept and he was swept a couple of times by, by Stephen Clay. That should be fairly even when you look at it, but, Show Steph took it to the yeah. level. Dame, Dame Dr- is like Dray- they have no one like Draymond on, on Portland, man. They got no one had a good team that year. I think they had a hard. They did. They have a good team, yeah, nah, but you know it's Ennis Cancer versus Draymond. I got Dame really right good. there is like right the threshold with superstar. Probably you know sure. my my question is like is Jimmy Butler a superstar? I th- I would say yes because of his playoff things. But in the regular season, sometimes he's all right. But I, I think Jimmy Dame Lillard, you can put those guys there. They're right around that tier with maybe a 
Devin Booker, but you know you got the big the big superstars, which is the you know LeBron, right. KD, Giannis, Jokic, Steph. You put Kawhi when he's healthy. Maybe six guys. Maybe maybe those are the guys right there that we just named. You know, I think James Harden took a step back. No doubt about it. No. So when 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 bringing it back to the Pelicans, is Zion a superstar? He's a superstar talent. He 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 is box office, but to this point. The jury is out this year. Everyone knows what he could do. Everyone knows he is on the verge of becoming a superstar. But as of yet, Zion has not proven to take a team to the playoffs being the best player on that team and going far into it. I do believe, and I'm optimistic, I firmly believe he will do that this year. But as of right now, it's, um, you know, he's a, he's, a, he's a popular player, but it's like Trey Young is very popular, but I don't know if I would fully say superstar yet. You know, um, I think Zion's right on the, on, on the verge of becoming that. But I don't put Zion yet with the Jokers, with Giannis, with these guys who've accomplished things as being the sole best player of their team and made deep runs. I think that's what you have to do to be to be considered a superstar. You can be a star without being a superstar. We can't just give everybody being a superstar. Sure. Zion I think, I think that's fair. Yeah. I think that's fair. You know, it's it's he's got the he's got the allure, he's got the the shoe deal, yeah. he's got the endorsements. He just he has everything. He's, he's, he just needs to get on the court. You know. And we have every indication that he will do it. You know, like yeah. Zion's going to be a big-time superstar. There, 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 there's some question marks, you know, how he's going to shoot the ball. But I think we had a pretty – in the sample size we got, his physicality, his speed with that size, it's just a problem in its own. He's going to be able to get to where he wants to go on the floor. Um, if these guys are knocking down open shots, they're going to be they're going to be really, 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 really hard to guard, man. They got everything. Pelicans really do have everything. They're in a great position to, to make a good run. Love to hear that, man. We'll see. Well – I appreciate you giving us time. I'm going to do a quick shout out to DraftKings for sponsoring this and Royal Honda. So shout out y'all. Um, but thank you, Alan, man. Uh, it was great chopping it up with you. Definitely got to do this again sometime. No doubt. No doubt. Looking forward to it, man. Appreciate it too, man. Definitely. Absolutely.